Hello everyone, welcome to Chippy and Chill, the anime podcast. I'm your host, Ryan. If you're new here, hello, welcome. If you're returning, hi, thank you for returning. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. So I'm Ryan, I'm your host. I'm super weeby. I'm slightly sunburned from this weekend, but that's all good. I'll take the sun more than the rain. And actually today in Ireland, at the time of recording this, I've actually got a jumper on, I've got my Attack on Titan jumper on because it is actually a little bit cold even though it's July, what is going on? But anyway, in this podcast, it's all about anime and manga. I'm talking about your favourite series, in-depth looks at characters, the history of anime, the history of manga and all the good stuff in between. If it's anime, if it's manga, I'm going to be talking about it at some point. In last week's episode, it was all about two of the best arcs in One Piece, one of my, well, actually, no, my, probably my favourite anime of all time, and we talk about Water 7 and Ennis Lobby, we talk about the trivia, the foreshadowing, and why they're two of the biggest and most important arcs for One Piece. That episode is out everywhere where you found this one, you'll find that one, so if you're a fan of One Piece, definitely go check that episode out. And always, as always, please remember to leave a rating and a review if you do listen to it. And a few things, one last thing before we get into today's episode. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, be sure to check out the Apple exclusive weekly anime and manga news podcast series I do as well. It's called Chibi Peace Exclusive and it's exclusive to Apple Podcasts. New episodes release every Sunday and I discuss the top 5 news stories for anime and manga for the past week, the past 7 days and some mini highlights and also a weekly anime recommendation for you to check out. You'll find this description where you found these episodes on Apple Podcasts. It's in the same library, so be sure to check that out and check out the seven-day free trial you can get when you first sign up as well. So without further ado, let's dive into Jujutsu Kaisen, some facts and a little bit of background about the series. This episode is all about the smash hit series that is Jujutsu Kaisen and season 2 releases in July releases tomorrow at the day of this recording and to celebrate I thought it would be a great idea to do a fact you didn't know type episode about the series. The series isn't that old but it's so so popular I thought this would be a great episode for everyone to listen to. Learn some of the background trivia about some of the characters, some hidden details that we might not have seen in the anime or the manga and just generally Talk about Jujutsu Kaisen because it launches this week, so why not? So let's talk a little bit about Jujutsu Kaisen before we dive into the facts. So Jujutsu Kaisen was written by Gege Akatami, and it debuted in 2018 with the anime adaption being made by MAPPA in October 2020. So it's not that old, it only came out a couple of years ago, and Jujutsu Kaisen has become one of the crowning glories for MAPPA in the recent years, alongside their other work with series such as Attack on Titan, that kind of stuff. But Jujutsu Kaisen has become one of their key stories. And Jujutsu Kaisen has become one of the hottest anime since its premiere and one of the most popular manga series of recent times. The manga became the best-selling series of 2022 officially, selling over 12,282,260 copies. And out of interest, because I know I wondered this as well, Tokyo Avengers came in second and Spy Family was third. So the top three were all the more recent series that have come out in recent years. And it's interesting that stories such as One Piece, even though that's one of the most popular manga out there and stories out there, it actually, all three of those surpassed it 
during the recent years. So interesting. But I'm a huge fan of basically all those series. Not a massive fan of Tokyo Revengers. But hey ho it was still good. But the plot of Jujutsu Kaisen. Let's kind of go through the actual plot of the story. Just in case you need a little bit of a refresher. Or maybe you're new to the series. And this is maybe your first dipping a toe into the series. So Jujutsu Kaisen follows the story set in a world where cursed spirits feed on innocent humans when Yuji Itadori, a normal teenager who joins his school's occult club, discovers that his members are actually sorcerers who can manipulate the energy between beings for their own use. Yuji is then possessed by the ancient demon Sukuna after eating the cursed talisman of Sukuna's finger. And other demons and cursed beings are after this talisman and Yuji fights to control Sukuna while controlling his newfound powers. Jujutsu Kaisen is one of my favourite series of recent years and I just love the whole kind of vibe of Sukuna and Yuji. Those two, just amazing. And Gojo, we'll learn a lot about Gojo in this episode. There's so many facts because Gojo is like the fan favourite for the series. So I have 15 facts lined up about the story, about Gojo, about all the characters. So let's dive into fact number one and let's learn all about the world of Jujutsu Kaisen. So fact number one is that according to the author of Jujutsu Kaisen, Gege, Ryoman Sukuna never had a wife or children, so he was a single Pringle right through life. So second fact is that Gojo can cast domain expansion multiple times a day, while others are limited to only once a day. So that fact gives us a little idea or a little bit of a peek into Gojo's level of power and how he can kind of restock, I guess, kind of refill his energy tanks how often he needs to to do domain expansion multiple times. So, so far there are only four shamans or jujutsu users who are on a special level. So the four of these are Gojo, Geto, Yuka and Yuki. And Yuta is the second in line when it comes to being the most powerful second only to Gojo. And we saw so much about Yuta in the Jujutsu Kaisen Zero film. And shout out to that film because that is an absolutely amazing film. So the author, Gege, had planned to kill Yuji after Sukuna ripped out his heart in the manga if Shonen Jump didn't go smoothly. And this happens very early in the story. So this does make me wonder how the story of Jujutsu Kaisen would have gone down if... If maybe it hadn't actually gone down well and Yuji just died. So another Gojo fact for Gojo fans out there. He could never perform Curse Technique Reversal Red. Or not until he was able to truly create positive energy. And this is something that I think we could potentially see in the anime season 2. With the season being all about Gojo and Geto during their teenage run at Jujutsu High. So we'll see a lot about learning about their own powers I think during this series. Heads up, the next couple of facts are all about Gojo. So if you're a massive Gojo fan, then you'll be happy with all these. So so Gojo is a huge fan of Gundam. He has a collection of these models too. So this means that the Mobile Suit Gundam does actually exist in the Jujutsu Kaisen universe. So this does make me wonder what other anime is in the Jujutsu Kaisen universe. And along the same lines of that, what anime is available in other anime series. So it does make me wonder... How how far does that rabbit hole go? So Gojo is a weeb just like us. So that's just another reason to love Gojo. Ever since Gojo was born, cursed spirits and cursed users hid in the shadows due to Gojo possessing both these six eyes and limitless curse technique. So there's so much power that people will just hide in. I mean, if it's scary, it's scary. 
And following on from that one, Gojo Six Eyes, also known as Rikugan, reduces Gojo's cursed energy consumption, allowing him to never run out of cursed energy. So I guess that is a little bit of that restock that we mentioned earlier, allowing him to do domain expansion so much. So there's sounds like there's powers that actually allow him to restock really efficiently. Whereas other users would kind of struggle to regain the energy so, so quickly. Following on from the kind of rabbit hole of anime and animation existing in the Jujutsu Kaisen universe, Mihito likes Perry the Platypus from the animated series Phineas and Ferb, the Disney series. So which again means that the Disney franchise exists in the Jujutsu Kaisen universe. And also, I have to say, what a shout out. Phineas and Ferb was so, so good. And Pla- Perry the Platypus is iconic. That was such a good show. I loved that on Disney+. Plus. And it wasn't on Disney+. Plus. It might be on Disney+, Plus now. But I loved it when I was a kid. I just watched it on the normal TV before streaming was a thing. But anyway... Anyway, very, very cool. I guess they're both big kids at heart. So a few facts about the Jujutsu Kaisen Zero movie. So Yuta from the movie was originally meant to be the main character for the series. When the four chapters for the story were done for Jujutsu Kaisen Zero, before it was actually known as that, Gege had no plans for getting the story serialised in Weekly Shonen Jump, but the story was so well received that he decided to continue the story. And this was then turned into a graphic novel format for the magazine as a prelude to the Jujutsu Kaisen story. And eventually we, we, we saw that as the movie. So in the Jujutsu Kaisen manga, uh, Jujutsu Kaisen Zero manga, sorry, Inumaki's words can be translated with little notes on the pages. There's like a little footnote on one of the corners of the manga. So salmon is affirmative, fish flakes is a negative and everything else is gibberish. So that feels like a very fun character to do the voices for. Or specifically do the dialogue for. You could just pick a Japanese food and run with it. So the author, Gege, has an idea of what the final chapter's content will be and the several of the events that will happen in the run-up to these kind of final chapters of Jujutsu Kaisen. But he said he isn't sure of how things will connect just yet. And this fact really reminds me of how Oda from One Piece says that he has rough ideas and notes of how the story should be told, but kind of knows the end goal, but not stri- not too detailed with the middle meaty bits. And it's kind of more free-flowing process instead of it being super, super strict, but knows he's just good at storytelling, I guess. And maybe this is the key to creating a hit series like One Piece or Jujutsu Kaisen, kind of knowing the end goal, but kind of being... Having that creative freedom to kind of just go through go through the motions, I guess, and kind of see what you want to kind of happen and where inspiration will take you, or where the characters themselves will take take you, I guess. That sounds equally fun, but equally stressful when you've got a deadline. So our next fact is that Jujutsu Kaisen doesn't spend a lot of time focusing on Megumi's relationship with Shigamaki... Shigam- I will say it properly, <laughs> Shikigami. Honestly, you read these in the subtitles, never say them out loud, and it's so, so hard. But anyway, it turns out he does care for them a great deal. And whenever they're destroyed, he gets super depressed about it. And I get it, they're so, they're really cute in a kind of scary way. And in fact, losing his Shikigami impacts him more deeply than losing a person would. And he apparently has lost friends in the line of duty as a Jujutsu Kaisen sorcerer, or Jujutsu sorcerer more specifically. And I think that's super interesting. That shows him as 
It shows Megumi as more of a pet lover, and I totally can vibe with that. I'm super, super interested in characters that have that relationship with animals. I am a massive like animal person. I love pets, love animals. So I would be super upset when the Shikigami are destroyed as well. I do not see why that would not be a thing for Megumi. I think that fact alone makes me like Megumi even more. One of the most shocking kind of moments, or like viscerally, like, like shocking moments in Jujutsu Kaisen is the fact that Itadori swallows Sukuna's finger and it's just like, it goes down hole and there's that weird like swallowing sound that happens. And while Itadori makes it pretty clear that he finds the finger disgusting, we don't actually get to know what it tastes like. But in a fan book Q&A, he says that it tastes like soap. So, still gross, but not quite... I expected it to taste like rot- rotten flesh or some kind of, like, sour, bitter kind of taste that's kind of crunchy. Kind of gross, I know, but apparently it tastes like soap. My other question follow-up to that is, what kind of soap? So, the next fact, the last fact, is all about Gojo being a weeb again. So, while he was in high school, Gojo was a big fan of Digimon. Absolute shout-out for that series. That series was one of my favourite series as a kid, and oh my god, it's so, so good. And he still seems to be into it now, apparently, since he referenced it so casually and frequently in the manga. Incidentally, Gojo's sub and dub voice actors have played Digimon characters. Tang played Keitaru Imura in Digimon Adventure Last Evolution, Kizuna, while Nakamura played Chorizmon on Digimon Universe, and... Ryuji Mishima, I'm so sorry if I'm butchering these names, in Digimon Story, Cybersooth, Hacker's Memory. So, it's very, very cool, and that must have been a coincidence, surely. But I love that their characters have played Digimon, and Gojo is said to be a Digimon fan in the manga. I wonder how closer those two are related, you know, how, how did that come about, or is it pure coincidence? So those are all of the 15 facts for this episode, but I think all of those kind of show the different kind of small intricacies of Jujutsu Kaisen, and some of them are massive, there aren't like big revelations in there, but I think there's so much about kind of, especially Gojo, there's a lot about Gojo, but we learn a lot about their power, how their kind of personalities are, like with Megumi and the Shikigami, or Gojo being a massive weeb liking Digimon and Gundam. There's so much around the different characters. I think it's so, so cool to do these kind of episodes, kind of learn about our favourite series, our favourite characters a little bit more and learn about the author's process, like with it being a little bit more free-flowing, that kind of thing, and how Jujutsu Kaisen actually wasn't actually going to be a thing at all. And it's just Jujutsu Kaisen Zero, whatever it was called in the, the beginning, actually became so popular with Yuta and his story that there needed to be a follow-up to it, there needed to be a carry-on. And I think it's not one of the most intricate animes out there, but I think it's one of the coolest stories and coolest animes out there, and one that has become super popular with there being Jujutsu Kaisen cafes in Japan, a Jujutsu Kaisen theme round in Universal Japan, and not to mention all of the Funko Pops that are out there for the series alongside other merch. I have a shelf or nearly an entire shelf full of Jujutsu Kaisen Funko Pops, and I need to make sure I continue that collection. And there's a second wave launching super soon. Some of them may be out already, potentially, but 
I need to get my hands on more of them. I absolutely love them. I'm a massive fan of Funko Pops. If you've listened to the series before, you'll have heard me mention Funko Pops so much. So, so much. I love them, and I don't know why I love them so much, but they are chippy. And I think if it's called, if I do a podcast called Chippy and Chill, I think it's rude of me not to collect something that's chippy in stature. But I hope you've enjoyed kind of learning with me about the different kind of facets and details around Jujutsu Kaisen. The, at the time of this recording, the season two begins tomorrow on Thursday, 6th of July. And, oh, I cannot tell you how excited I am. I think it's become one of my favourite series, but I can't... I'm so excited for the return of it. And I'm more excited than what I actually thought I would be. Cannot wait. I've got a Jujutsu Kaisen t-shirt already washed and ready for me to wear tomorrow. I will be wearing it while I'm watching the show. Cannot wait to watch season two. I'm so excited to learn more about uh, Ghetto and Gojo's kind of high school experience and the whole Shibuya incident and much, much more. I forgot what the actual first arc is called, but uh, I cannot wait. Either way, either way, I'm happy, I'm excited, and I hope you've enjoyed this episode as well. If you have, please do leave a rating and a review. It really does support the show. If you're a weeb, please do find me over on Instagram, find me on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, search Chibi Weeb Anime, and you'll find me over there. On there, you'll find all unboxings and that kind of stuff as well. Thank you so much for checking out this episode. If you're new to the podcast, thank you so much for checking this out. I really do appreciate every single listen, every follow, every download. It really does mean a lot. From one weeb to another, thank you so much. If you're wanting any anime merch, head over to my social media links. Find me on social media, find me on TikTok, Instagram, all that good stuff. And you'll see a link to my eBay shop where I have a bunch of anime-themed prints for you to check out with worldwide shipping. Please do leave a rating and a review on the podcast platform that you're listening on this to. It really does support the show. It only takes a few seconds and it's free. I cannot ask. If I ask one thing of you... I'd ask that. Please do leave a rating and a review. Even if it's not great, please let me know. You know, it's even a bad one. Well, bad press is always, what. no, what's the saying? Any press is good press, I guess. Oh, that rhymed. So, so a rating and a review would be great. It really does support the show. So thank you so, so much for whatever Ruth can review you do leave. If you're a mega fan of anime, then why not check out my brand new Patreon monthly subscription club? There are three tiers of membership, Chibi Fan, Chibi Super Fan and Chibi Mega Fan, with each tier being better than the last. Each month, for one cost, you'll receive free prints, free downloads and much, much more, including exclusive behind-the-scenes videos, photos and more of how I create my prints and anime-themed artwork. If you'd like to receive exclusive updates and anime-themed goodies every single month delivered straight to you, then why not check out my Patreon? The link's down below. I'm sure you'll love being a part of the Chibi Weeb fan club. Sometimes finding a birthday card or an occasion card can be a boring task. However, I have some anime-themed cards on my thoughtful.co.uk creator profile, which is found in my links on social media. Over on Thoughtful, you'll find a bunch of anime-themed cards such as Studio Ghibli Happy Birthday cards and more with my range being updated regularly. Each card is processed by thoughtful.co.uk with shipping being fast, quick and efficient. 
you can shop my anime themed cards over on my Instagram with my links being over on there. Just search Chibiweeb Anime and you'll find me. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for checking out the podcast. It really does mean a lot. Please do leave a rating and a review down below. It really does support the show and it's free to do. I'll see you next time. I'll see you next Friday. Have a great weekend. If you're a subscriber or if you're thinking of subscribing or starting the free trial on Apple Podcasts, I'll see you on Sunday for the next episode of the Chibi Peace exclusive Apple Podcast exclusive episode on Sunday. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye.